everyone and welcome back to Totally Myself. All listeners, new listeners, welcome. I hope you're going to enjoy today's episode. I'm your host, Monica Cotolan. Dare to detach. This is what we're going to be talking about today. Dare to detach from that outcome. Dare to detach from that relationship that didn't work out for you. Dare to detach from anything that's holding you back. From anything that it's limiting you. Even though detaching is an important skill to master. Detaching from outcome is a difficult feat to achieve. Why? A lot changes when you master that art. You stop creating too many expectations and instead become more open-minded and display a positive attitude and you also give yourself the opportunity to widen up your vision which allows you to see more choices and not to be stuck in one possibility only. Whether we're talking about career, creative endeavors or personal relationships, mastering control is very important. Also, learning to accept whatever comes from your effort helps you become more content in life. If not, it's easy to get wrapped up in the outcome of whatever you're working for. So stop obsessing over what may happen. Focus on the present and disconnect your self-worth from external results. Always give yourself the permission to learn and grow without fear of failure or disappointment. I know that this is much more easier said than done, but if you allow yourself to be ruled by the outcome of what you're trying to achieve, then fear is going to be an automatic emotion that you're going to be keep living over and over and over. And not just that you're going to be keep living in fear and you're going to be stressed but when you focus too much on the outcome of the situation you're in what's going to happen it's you're going to change the way you act you're going to change the way you move towards that outcome so that you can obtain that outcome and this limits you a lot this sets a lot of limitation for yourself when you're so fixed onto something you cannot see the other possibilities that are around you know what i mean And I want to give you a little pep talk because I see a lot of people getting so attached to the outcome that they do not act authentically anymore. Whether that's their career, most times when they let that define their value or in relationships as well, it usually ends up in a bad way. And instead, you let that goal or outcome that you expect shape what you do and ultimately what you are. So basically doing this, you let that outcome find your word and you build a necessary stress and drama. You should never let like a result of something that you're doing define your word. Look, it's quite simple actually. Your word should define your outcome, not the other way around. The outcome shouldn't control the way you define your word or word of your work that you're doing. If you are looking for your word in the outcome, you will never find it because you operate from a place of not being authentic. You want to obtain something so it can be proven that you are on the right path. But if you need that outcome to prove to you that you're on the right path, then believe me, you're not on the right path. Otherwise, you would know. When you follow your passions, for example, and put the best in it, it is because that defines you. And if you stay devoted and consistent, it builds a mindset that is going to build something great. Why? You direct your focus onto the place where you actually have the power, the power to create and grow. 
ultimately this will bring a good outcome. So the problem is that people focus on the outcome so much that fear becomes the ruler of their actions. And fear is the most limiting emotion. They don't put their actual value and authentic worth into the process anymore. They just want a result and this is also super superficial. That's what creates insecurity regarding if it is worth it or not, if they are on the right path or not. Always remember that you should be the destination and the process should be the actual way for you to see if what you're doing is worth it or not. Instead of trying to control situations, start by identifying the outcomes that you are overly invested in and why. Once you understand the main reason for these attachments, it might be time to take a step back and look into the situation objectively. There are some steps that you can practice to master detachment from the outcome. And I'm going to present a few to you. They can be quite difficult concepts, especially when involving things that are very uncertain. However, these steps, if you put them correctly at use, will teach you how to control and manage your emotions correctly and you live your best life. For example, try to focus on the actions you can control. Understand that life has unpredictable plans in store for everyone. You can't steer it in any other direction or control it at all times. So never worry about factors out of your influence. If it's out of your hands, it deserves freedom from your mind as well. Focus on being in flow and enjoy every moment. Also, mastering control and accepting whatever result comes your way will help you become more content and confident in life and you will look at every situation with acceptance instead of being fixated on a particular outcome as much as it is freeing to detach from obsessing over results it's a difficult one to overcome this is because we are naturally wired to want perfection control situations and strive for outcomes that align with our desires and with our purpose however it's important to accept that no material item or achievement will amount to fulfillment or prevent nature from taking its course. This requires a step back and consciously letting go of expectations, which many are not ready for from us. And I know and understand, but that's why we're here. Of course, positive expectations can be super beneficial. Obviously, without them, you wouldn't be trying in the first place, but becoming too attached to them can lead one down on a spiral of huge disappointment. But by detaching, you learn to accept whatever comes without attachment. In the end, you'll have the freedom and flexibility needed to best adapt when you're faced with uh, life downsides. So let me give you the steps that work really, really great for me and I hope they are going to work out really good for you as well. So the first one is to master watching your thoughts. You get that this is an awareness journey, right? That everything is about awareness, especially your happiness. So these keys are all about it and mastering some of them will help you. When you become a master at watching your thoughts, you automatically detach because instead of being the person inside the thought, you're the person observing the person having the thought in the first place. It's just like playing Sims, you know? Are you confused? Don't be. The idea is to notice 
what you're thinking. It's just that simple and is the foundational skill you need to be happier. Now's a great time to grab a notebook and practice writing down some of your thoughts. Journaling, it's a fantastic awareness tool. And I think I've been keep saying this in all the episodes and you probably hate me for it. But if you do, it means because you haven't tried it. So what are you doing? (laughs) Now, the second step key that you should follow would be for you to stop making things mean something. I know that we love giving meaning to everything around us, but not everything has to mean something. When you start recognizing thoughts that aren't serving you, you can start realizing that you are the one making a situation mean something more than it is. You're labeling it as good or bad before you even know the truth of it. Basically, what I'm saying is that sometimes when we have a thought or an opinion, we make it real instantly, but we don't even have the actual fact behind it, proving it that it's true or not. And this can be attached in relationships. (laughs) Basically, when you are thinking that your partner might be talking to multiple people, you know, but until you see it, you already believe it, but you don't even see it. So what are you doing when you do that? You are giving yourself unnecessary overthinking and you're creating through that overthinking unnecessary emotions. Now, when you apply this to detaching from the outcome, it comes like this. You see like a bump in the road and you are already afraid that this is going to disturb the outcome that you're expecting. So you start creating an overthinking spiral instead of looking for some active solutions for a problem that might not even be a problem in the first place. But you just see it like that because you put your fear into it when you do that. When you are obsessively thinking about things that could be a problem before they are even a problem in your life, you are the one who's sabotaging himself or herself. So don't do that. But to not do that, you have to be good at noticing. Now, the third step would be to detach from an outcome as a condition for your happiness. When you're thinking a thought about about a hoped-for outcome and you begin to realize you're attaching to that outcome as a condition for your happiness, you must notice first. Then recognize the outcome. It's not the condition. You can feel happy now as well. Enjoy the process until you get to reach that outcome or something similar to it. Remember that you are the destination. So you need to be happy. You need to be happy while you are creating your path towards that destination nor outcome that you're looking for. Now, the first step would be that an outcome shouldn't define you, like I mentioned before. And this is the key number four. An outcome, along with not being a condition of your happiness, it's also not a definition of who you are. What happens, it's what happens. Like, que sera, sera. What happens does not define you. What you do, it's not who you are. What you are thinking, it's not who you are. Something you've done in the past does not make you a bad person. Something that you did in the past 10 years ago cannot possibly describe who you are now. And this is tricky. Sounds tricky, right? Because achievement, accomplishments, and da-da-da-da-da-da. We've learned to feel into who we are as a successful person by what we do, what we've achieved, and the people and things in our lives. But none of that is at the core of who we actually are, who we really are. If you find yourself measuring your word and attaching to these things as who you are, take a step back to key number one and start noticing these thoughts. They don't serve you. 
Step key number five, realize happiness is a choice, your choice, and you have the choice. With this kind of awareness, to be happy is in any moment. Yes, even let's say at a funeral, this might sound silly, <laughs> but let me explain it to you. Because what you're thinking, if you're observing that, it's uh, changeable, right? In the moment of the thought. The hardest instance are those we think we should feel in a certain way, because let's say other people feel in a certain way. That's why I mentioned funeral because you go there and automatically you have to pretend or not necessarily pretend but you are convincing yourself that you have to be sad and cry and mourn and don't get me wrong it's nothing wrong with mourning people at the funeral but why not cherish this person instead why not cherish the good memories instead and be thankful for the fact that this person was in your life in the first place because honestly now let me crack a little jokey joke at my funeral i don't want anyone to cry okay i want it to be like a damn party i literally have a playlist chosen already i hand it to my best friend in case i die she has clear instructions in how to tell people that i don't want to see them sad i want them to cherish me otherwise i would feel bad you know if i'll be a ghost and i would see this i'll be like why why am i bringing so much sadness <laughs> but anyways let's go back into it so like in funerals you feel like you need to act or feel in a certain way that's why I gave this example. Another example is like when we failed or something. Sometimes when I'm failing, instead of being super sad about it and crying myself to sleep, what I'm doing, and it's really, really working for me, it's I'm making so much fun of myself. You don't understand. I'm roasting myself to the bone. And this becomes so funny that I'm not even sad anymore. It's a coping mechanism, but it's not unhealthy. It really works out for me. But I use this to example the funerals or when you're failing at something for instance during each one of those everyone around you is behaving a certain way and you've been taught you should do that too but that's not true the game is yours you are the one who's making the rules and if you are trapped into it take a step back to key number one again right now ask yourself some questions about those thoughts and feelings are they serving you in the moment if not you get the choice to flip the switch to something that does you always have that choice why not choose to be joyful why not choose joy now the sixth step key is to go ahead and choose happy and now that you get it choose happy now and now and right now key six is to practice choosing the stuff that feels better in every moment you have some cool options are gratitude joy love hope opportunity oh my god curiosity i love curiosity inspiration and of course positivity what are some other emotions that turn you on that make you happy make your own list and choose something on it now and now and now you need to learn the power of now i would really want to recommend you this book it's called it's called the power of now it's by eckhart tolle i'm not sure if i said the name right but i'm going to link the name of the book below of the episode description so you can have it it's an amazing book and it's so short like i think it takes you two hours to read it if you really put your mind into it and now the last step key for today is to create a daily practice and reminder what do i mean by that i mean that you'll have to wake up tomorrow tomorrow and remember to do it again some mornings are going to be harder than others i have a practice i repeat each morning thanks to a page of a book that i read that it's called excuses be gone this book is by dr wayne dyer yes i'm gonna link this book in below as well so what i do is i 
spend the first five minutes of my waking in the morning when I wake up in gratitude for what I feel in that specific moment, which is usually the comfy bed I'm sleeping in or the birds I hear outside. There's always something if I remember to reach for it. If you look around when you open your eyes and you feel rested, and you feel good, and even if you don't, just focusing onto that gratitude feeling in the morning might actually be such a boost for your whole mood for the whole day. You might be set up for the whole day. The more you practice, the more the momentum will build. Detachment becomes a practice of letting go of worry and fear. It's also a practice of letting go of anything being good or bad. And lastly, detaching from outcomes allows you to give yourself permission to feel happy no matter what's going on around you. Now, I wish I would have made in this episode a bit more information about detaching from relationships, but my biggest goal with this episode today was about detaching from outcomes in general. But if you want me to do a special episode about detaching after a breakup or detaching from a relationship you're in, let me know and I'm gonna put that at work for you. So I guess this concludes today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you took something from it. And if you did, please let me know what. I'm really curious to see what my audience takes from my episodes because this is what makes me happy. (laughs) Not that I'm attached to that outcome, okay? I just want to share because I love you. That's why I'm doing this. So remember, detachment is true freedom. I hope you're gonna have an amazing week. I'm gonna be here next week on Tuesday, like every Tuesday, every week. I love you. Bye. Bye.